The Ontario Hockey League is going to be running a mandatory program for its players that will deal with topics like sexual violence, hazing, and healthy masculinity. Two teams, Peterborough and Kitchener, will be, will be pilot teams for the program, and then it will be launched league-wide in November. To talk about all of this, Ted Baker is with us, Vice President of the Ontario Hockey League, and he is with us now. Good afternoon, Ted. How are you today? Good afternoon, Scott. Thanks very much for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. No uh, first of all, congratulations for being so proactive on something like this. Uh, clearly, uh, this is something that uh, is, is outside of the box thinking, so good for you uh, uh, for doing so. Why the need for such a program? Well, thanks, Scott. We continue to, to challenge ourselves on what we do for the players, um, more so than just on the ice. And when we took a look at off, off the ice and the player environment that we're trying to create for our players, we recognize that there's, there's gaps that are there. Um, and when we look at our drug education and, and uh, education program, testing and education program, you take a look at our risk management, harassment and abuse programs, um, our CMHA program talk today where all of our players have a three-hour safe talk assist programming. Um, we're just trying to, we have a, we have a, uh, a 16 to 20 year old age group that is clearly defined for us. We recognize what happens in society and we just continue to challenge ourselves as to what we can do best for the players outside of the hockey environment. Uh, in your press release you talked about this isn't just about hockey, it's about building individuals. Expand on that a little more. Well, um, hey, we, we uh, these players are, are empowered on the ice to to perform to the best of their abilities. We want to make sure that we provide them with the tools to be um, at their best off the ice as well. Um, we're, in a, we're in a situation where they're, they're highly recognizable players, and we want to ensure that they just have all the information to them. And, and the way it will work, Scott, is that we're working in collaboration and partnership with the sexual assault centers throughout Ontario, and particularly in Kawartha and Waterloo, and they are putting together the program for us. And as you stated in your opening, we'll have a pilot project with Kitchener and Peterborough, vet the program, go through the content, make sure it's applicable. Well, we know it's applicable, but we, we want to make sure that there's no gaps in the programming when we're talking specifically with the players and then with a full launch in November. You were talking, you mentioned earlier uh, that there's you know, been gaps in the system. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean there's been gaps in the system? Well, we just, I'm not saying gaps in, in the system. What we look at is, okay, what are the players faced with on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Where can we best uh, educate the players? And we recognize that we didn't have an education program about respect for women. So let's, let's talk to people who are experts in the area and develop a program to talk about respect for women, which could take a number of different areas, whether it's consent, and they use a term of continuum of harm and making sure that because there's so many things in society that could harm other people, whether it's written, whether it's physical, whether it's verbal, those type of things. We want to make sure our players are educated on all that information. And it's just another way of contributing to the well-being of the entire player, why, not just what's happening on the ice. Why is it so important at this age, Ted? Well, I think it's important at any age. Good we're point. Gonna have our, um, we're going to have our players involved. We're going to have our, our support staff in, in, involved. We're going to have our coaches involved, our general managers involved. So it's not just we have a target audience of 16-to-20-year-old 16 16 players, mm -hmm. and, hey, they're in a steep learning curve on a number of things that are going on in their lives. 
But I think this is not just to deal with with uh, this age of players. We just happen to have this age of players, but it's it's open, and I think all of us can learn from types of programs like this. Talk a little bit about what it is like to be an OHL player. What the you know what the headspace is like. What, what's it like for these kids who you know were, were great at, at the at the minor levels and then all of a sudden come up to this level where there's lots on the line. How much pressure is there? How difficult is it just to lead a normal life as well as dedicating your your time to the sport? Well, they love it for the first. You know, that's the most important thing. Um, they're student athletes. Uh, they continue to go to school while they're playing in our league. And if they don't recognize a, a professional career in the sport, we recognize that the number one talent source for Canadian inter-university sport um, throughout Canada is the OHL and the CHL in general. So I think that from but within each of their marketplaces, which is within each of the of the cities and towns across Ontario. They're the number one game in town, yeah. and there's hey, there may be pressure, but pressure is being asked to do something you don't know how to do, and I think they know how to do it. Hmm. Um, but there's there is a greater uh, emphasis and highlight as to what they're doing on a nightly basis. But we have the support people in place to assist them in that regard, and and whether it's the academic advisors to assist them, whether it's the uh, the mental health champions that we have with each of our teams. Um, and the other support programs that we have, you know, that's what we're trying to do is, is give them all the support they need to be within these communities and do what they do best. Is it difficult to balance the professional aspect or the professional dreams or even school, as you're, you're talking about, with uh, their daily academic life and, and, again, just being young guys growing up? <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's not like some of the typical... Uh, uh, students that are in a school, um, they do have their the demands and the expectations, but at the same time, is that's why, and I'm repeating myself, but that's why you have to have the support mechanism in place mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to support them. And, and whether it's the number of courses that you're taking, um, we want all, all of our players graduate from high school, and then what do we do after high school? Well, a busy, a, a busy person is a more productive person, so we want our players to continue to take uh, they continue to take extracurricular activities. They could be taking real estate courses. They can be taking university courses. We have a number of players that are in university while playing. So to keep them busy is the most important thing, and to augment it with through whether this is the CMHA program, whether it's this new program, which we're going to be calling Onside. Uh, there's a number of things that we can do to support. What can you tell us about the content of this program Onside? It's premature right now, Scott, just because uh, we should be re- we've had two separate meetings. This has been going on probably for about eight months, mm-hmm. and we have uh, we've had two separate meetings with them where we want to make you know the basis is there. We learn about from the experts as to what their approach would be, and we should be see- receiving a final draft of the content next week at which time we'll vet it more more so and then be able to present it to peterborough and kitchener this month is our target with a full launch in november as i said but i don't it's going to be talking about respect it's going to be talking about uh, consent it's going to be talking about those things that we know 
that uh, that is so very important. So we haven't seen the final content yet, but we expect to see that next week. What's the response been? When because obviously you've got organizations that that deal with this on a daily basis that are helping you devise the program. What was their response when you approached them and said, "Hey, can you help us with this?" Very very positive. Uh, it was it was great and not not surprising, but it was very very positive. Um, Joan and Joan in Waterloo and Sonia and Peterborough have been outstanding to work with, and their colleagues um, in uh, again in Peterborough and and, uh, and Waterloo. Uh, they had a meeting of all of their, I guess, a coalition of sexual assault centers throughout Ontario, and it was so very positive when they brought forward what we were looking at doing, and it truly is a partnership. They're collaborating among themselves, but it's a partnership with the OHL. And it was very, very positive, Scott. And what what can you tell? Uh, obviously, the content is still is still being worked out. What? How long is this going to be? How how extensive is this course? What do they have to go through? The players. It's uh, it's a, it's we're targeting, and that's the way it, it looks like right now. It's going to be a two hour course mm-hmm. uh, or program for our players, and then we'll be able to augment it, uh, augment the program through additional resources through internet communication system that we have with all of our players that we'll be able to add different things through the year so that they will be able to access it. But to initially, it's a two-hour program for all of our players. The I, Safe Talk program with the CMHA is a three-hour program. That's a well-established program that, uh, that the CMHA runs for us through their center. So it's, it's somewhat comparable, but it's about, it's about two hours. And this is nothing new for, for the OHL in the sense that you're offering other uh, courses, other programs like this in, in various other uh, facets of life. Correct. And th- especially at this time of year, Scott, when all of our players are in training camp, uh, have now maybe broke training camp or now exhibition games, and then we have a gap in our schedule, uh, in our exhibition schedule next week. We have a GM head coaches meeting in Toronto next week. But what we do in that time period is it gives the teams an opportunity to go through all of those risk management and environment programs that we have and because they have to sign off on a lot of this stuff. So when a team, like they go through our whole hazing program right. uh, and what, you know, what we mean by it, what it's defined as, and that there's no tolerance to it, and every player signs a document saying that they understand it, have gone through it, Etc. So that's something that we do. We talk about our drug and alcohol programs. We do our CHL drug education anti-doping program as part of it. The Safe Talk program through Talk Today, that is throughout, probably through till November, beginning of December, depending upon um, when the uh, CMHA centers are available to deliver it. But that's something that we, t- we talk about. Harassment and abuse, diversity, all of these programs that are currently in place is something that we do through this orientation period commencing uh, really next week. I don't mean this question to sound as, as strong or um, as combative as it may sound, but what is it about this environment that not necessarily encourages but may produce this sort of behavior? And, and you know, as you mentioned earlier, this is something that everybody should be learning, not just guys that are playing in the OHL. Um, but But what is it about this stage of life, this sort of uh, organization, and again, I, I'm pointing towards the organization, and that's, that's not really what my intent is. What is it that creates this inside of, of sport? Well, I think, Scott, we're a microcosm of society in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and I think if you pick up the newspaper or read the, or, or, or listen on the radio or watch television, 
you're always shaking your head at certain things that happen in society and you go, why? Yeah. Uh, well, we're dealing with 16 to 20-year-old players, but we're dealing with a microcosm of society within our league. Mm-hmm. And so why do things happen? I don't think it's, you can point the finger at a particular organization, a particular league. Um, it's, it, it happens, and we have to be on the forefront to try and ensure that we are educating our players who we have the most control of in terms of being able to target um, to give them that information. But I think it's, from my opinion, it's a microcosm of society. Pick up the paper, see what's going on. And boy, wouldn't it be nice that these type of programs were available to a lot of other people within society that they would learn from the experts, Um, whether it's mental health or whether it's these type of programs where you're respecting women. Uh, what have the parents' reaction been to such programs? I, I think it's premature at this time, Scott. I can only hope that it would be positive, but I think it's premature because we really haven't launched it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is yeah. all the, the discussions that we had. But they're obviously the re- aware that you're working on it. Um, yes. Based on, I would say, just more recently, Scott, through the various media accounts mm-hmm. over the last week or so, because we've kept it pretty close to the vest yeah. out of respect to the uh, Waterloo region and as well the Kawartha Lakes Sexual Assault Centers. We haven't wanted to bring them into the loop, nor have they, you know, they haven't looked for the limelight. Mm-hmm. We're working together. That's not about, it's not about that. So we really haven't blown it out yet, yeah. uh, really, until the full launch will take place in November. But these type of this type of discussion i think is positive it's always positive to talk about these type of things that we're doing or anybody could do to support whoever they're dealing with on a daily basis but i think that the uh the i can i can only point to what we did with the cmha and i don't mean to keep bringing that up but it's a comparable program in terms of educating players and the response from the parents was just outstanding Hmm. you talk about how this is going to be rolled out in peterborough and kitchener first as a pilot project and then eventually launched league-wide sometime in november Uh, when it is launched league-wide are the individual communities involved with the individual teams as well or is it pretty much the template that you've derived from peterborough and kitchener that will be used well the template will be there and it will be a resource that each of the various centers across Ontario and the United States for the teams there mm-hmm. will be able to use. So we're creating, and through Kawartha and through Waterloo, they're creating the template that will be able to use by their uh, constituents and their, their colleagues throughout Ontario. Ted Baker has been with us, Vice President of the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, the OHL going to be running mandatory program for its players that will deal with topics like sexual violence, hazing, and ha- uh, healthy masculinity. Uh, Ted, uh, way to think outside the box, way to uh, get ahead of this, and uh, I'm sure that other sports and other leagues uh, across the land will uh, start to take up similar programs. Good for you. Really appreciate your interest, Scott. Thank you.